0: good morning you're listening to whip radio wake up call i'm randy and i'm here with jay matthews the second and corey parker today we have a great show for you guys on this very cold and icy morning um how you guys doing this morning
1: Well, I'm feeling good today. Listen, ladies, it's good to see y'all back. Um, Over the break, everything was fun. Got to see my family. I got to see my cat. Um, I got to see so many people and also hang out with my friends. Um, New Year's, so I'm glad. I'm excited. But we are back in the studio, and we're excited for this semester, and we're excited for what's going on. What about you, Corey?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's Thursday. This week, especially because we didn't have school on Monday, and I didn't come back until Tuesday. Yeah. This week ended super fast. It kind of went by extremely just quickly. Like, snap my finger, it's over. Yeah. Like you said, though, it was very cold. Very, very cold. And I haven't seen snow. Like, Jay, you know, DMV. Right. We low-key haven't had snow no, we did in no. a long time. Like, seeing snow and ice, I was like, what? We haven't even had flurries.
1: Like, it DMV. felt like spring, like during christmas i'm like why does it feel like spring right now like it was in the 50s it was sometimes in the 60s i was like like, short sleeve
2: shirts like was what i was wearing exactly like it was insane so to all of a sudden get snow and then come back up here where it's even colder (laughs) than it is at home kind of i was shocked and my mom and dad when i came back they were Mm -hmm. like so do you have your jacket gloves hats boots i was like no i have a coat I don't have gloves. I don't have a hat. Oh, I
1: don't have boots. boots. Like <laughs> I don't have a <laughs> scarf.
2: Like I wasn't prepared for the cold because I just haven't experienced cold in forever. Like at home, we don't get cold like this
0: at it's all. Crazy. Wow. At or let me not say we don't
2: get it like this. We haven't had it in a in long such time, such a long time that yeah.
0: I didn't need a big coat. So it must have been like a real shock for you guys. It was. And just it was. was like, I was here all. but <laughs> like I all know. Break. Oh, my God. But speaking of weather, you guys, we are experiencing a low of 19 today with a high of 34. We shouldn't expect any snow until early tomorrow morning again. So prepare for that. More yeah. snow? hmm Yep, more snow. So y'all think school's going to be canceled? No. no. Oh.
1: No. School wasn't really canceled this week for but real was for But it
2: wasn't snowing, though.
1: Yeah. I it mean, was bad. Yeah, it was terrible. Was it
2: snowing when you guys... Because like I said, I didn't come here until Tuesday evening.
1: Yeah, Tuesday so was morning it, was awful. Was it like,
0: snowing Tuesday morning? Yeah. Yeah, it oh. was snowing since, like, Sunday night. Dang. I want to say that. Yeah, it was, like, freezing rain, then snow, and freezing rain again.
1: Yeah, and then it was bad Monday night, and then it was way more awful during um Tuesday morning. That's yep, why they canceled yep. the 8 a.m., 9 a.m. classes, and 10 a.m., that's when they start classes And again. then
0: they canceled the 5 p.m.s. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I was like, Dang. <laughs> Okay, Tim. I don't know why we didn't just cancel the whole, whole day. day. We really whats should've? the point? People were slipping and sliding everywhere. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, TikTok. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when a guy was just like just ice skating
0: No, and it's terrible. Yeah. It was so embarrassing for them
2: too. No, I talked about it yesterday. I was like, I would be so traumatized mm-hmm. if I fell like that. But to know other people fell, yeah. would have made me feel a little bit better. So it's not just like me, not just me falling everywhere. Yep. But no. You got to be careful, man. Mm -hmm. I wore these. My mom gave me these shoes, and I was, like, walking outside. I'm like, oh, I have no grip with these shoes. Like, you need to have a grip
0: outside. Like, it's slippery. You really do. I was wearing my Converse yesterday. but felt like I was ice skating. Honestly, I could go.
1: Isolated. See, that's that why I wore my boots yesterday because I didn't fall, nothing like that. I said, All right, let me be careful. Let me be careful going back to my apartment. Boom, I didn't fall at all. Usually I'd be falling, slipping, everything. But good thing that I didn't, though. So yeah. thank God for that.
0: Great, great. It's a blessing, honestly. And hopefully tomorrow's not too bad. But on to the news with Temple. I have some news about Temple's Fashion and Business Club. They're inviting the Temple fashion community to take part in this club. F&B's goal is to be an outlet for students who have interest in all things style. The club is even um, connects students with the Philadelphia fashion industry by hosting a number of guest speakers, having a student-written blog, networking events, and more. If you're interested in this organization, Temple Community, they can be contacted at their email, tufashionbusiness at gmail.com. So that is for you.
2: Um, I think you should join Randy. You actually are such a fashionable person. Like you you. come and every day it's like you give like simple, you give like you really care about yourself. But it's like simple. But then it's like outfits like this. Like you made a long like what are these called button ups? Yeah, it's like just fashionable. Like you made it fashionable. Like that's iconic. Thank
0: you. You're so nice. I'm gonna cry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, not on a Thursday morning, girl. Not Not on a Thursday Thursday morning. Maybe
0: Monday morning. But um. (laughs) Um, in November 2023, Temple students were offered to take an oppor- were offered an opportunity to take a survey to discuss the idea of splitting up fall break. So you got you guys remember that survey? Yes, yeah. They released the results. So, um, they have decided out of the results from students and faculty, it has been chosen to maintain the current schedule okay. with one wellness day and then a five day break that coincides with Thanksgiving break. Thanksgiving. What break. was the other option?
1: It was. The options was like so weird though. I think it was like they they you get a longer one of them was you get a longer fall you get a longer mental health day Mm -hmm. and a short fall break like for like three days. But you have classes Monday Tuesday Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So basically you don't go back home till the day before Thanksgiving or the day of Thanksgiving. Day of
2: Thanksgiving.
1: Exactly. I think that's what it was. And then you come back that Monday.
2: I know other schools, they actually have a fall break, and then they have Thanksgiving break. Right? Why can't we do that? I don't know. Like, they have a full week of fall break, then they'll get off, like, the Wednesday
0: mm-hmm. of Thanksgiving week and go home. And then you come back, like, Sunday. And that I- full day of fall break is, like, in September. I th- no, no. It's like, in, no, it's like at the end of September, early October, or like in the middle of October. I think
2: it's like October. Yeah. And I feel like it makes sense because that's an actual fall break. Temple calling fall break, <laughs> our Thanksgiving break, that's a lie. Like my school for high school, mm-hmm. we had Thanksgiving break and we were off the entire week. I think Thanksgiving break period should be a whole week. Or at least start it on Tuesday. Well, you here's, know what I'm yeah. saying? So you can travel. Yeah,
1: here's the thing with the fall break, though. Because we have that mental health day, it's like, okay, let's combine the fall break and Thanksgiving break. And I agree with you. Like, we should have fall break, then we should have Thanksgiving break. Yeah. But because we had that mental health day, it's like, now nah, we can't really do fall break, but we have to combine it with uh, Thanksgiving break. And that's what's going on.
0: You Maybe really... So no, you, you go, coming. you go. What really, I want to say, what really has me in, like, uh, what really grinds my gears is the fact that we don't have off on election day.
1: Yeah. That was one
0: of the options where they would give us off on election day, but I believe it was we would lose the
2: wellness day. Can't we lose Something it? like, like Let's that. be so honest. I'm so here for mental health, like mm-hmm. 100%. Uh-huh. But that wellness day, no one's doing stuff for their mental health. Like, let's be honest here. Like, people are probably mm. just relaxing, like, chilling. You know Yeah, what mental saying? health, yeah. 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 <laughs> so then that's fall. We might as well just give us fall break. That's better mental health. That's a mental That's health true. week.
1: That's actually true though. That's actually true though. That's a
2: mental yeah. health week. Like one day on a Friday when a lot of people may not even have classes anyway. That's like true. give us a real break. True. And professors were still assigning work. Work. Like
1: it's and they're still break. going to assign work. Yeah. And and now that we're in spring semester, y'all, well, you know, Randy, mm-hmm. but, Corey, you may not know. They'll probably give you an exam right before uh, spring break or right after spring break where everybody is, like, coming back from their vacations, coming back from home. That's so and, fake. Mm-hmm. you
2: yeah. don't even have exams, <laughs> communication no, no students. Side eye, side eye.
1: I love it. <laughs> I love wash, it.
0: But— on to a little more—not happier news, but a little bit more local, just local, not temple news. Local, not temple <laughs> news. Um, guys, Philadelphia is currently facing a local outbreak of measles. Oh my god! Mm. You know DC is too. Really? Yeah, at the airport, Dallas
2: and Reagan Airport. We—I was home, and my mom got the notification on her phone that measles outbreak was happening at the airports. Mm. I don't know. I thought measles in I mean, DC. Yeah, well, DMV, like Virginia and uh, Virginia, DC. Mm, it was break right, the airports. Dallas wait, Reagan. Ronald Reagan? Yeah.
1: Oh wow. Ew. Oh wow.
2: I didn't even know. Like, I mean, I knew it existed, but like, I didn't know it existed.
0: Yeah, I thought not to say extinct, but I don't know. I just irrelevant. Thought, yeah, it was irrelevant. Yeah, I thought man. it was irrelevant. It wasn't part of the conversation. But this is happening right now, and the people who are at most at risk are children under five and older adults. I just found this out from um, a doctor during a seminar during my RA training, and we had, like, no idea what was happening. So be careful out there, guys. Um, you know, get your vaccines, wash your hands, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
2: cover oh, up. Yeah, Don't touch nobody. Don't, <laughs> don't get near anybody. Don't be
1: coughing near anybody. Don't be sneezing near anybody. Right. Get away from me if you got yes. germs. Get away from me.
2: And if yeah. you, yeah, and if you have anything, if you see somebody that has that, you know, you better get away real fast. Mm-hmm. Real, Six real. feet.
1: Six Seriously. Seats. Yeah.
2: Quarantine, man. Quarantine. <laughs> back to COVID. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: No, 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 don't no. say that. Y'all
2: hear it's coming back?
1: No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no.
2: One in three people have COVID. One Who
0: has it? Who has it? Not me. <laughs> Who has it?
1: Not me.
2: Better run. Quarantine, Mm-mm. man.
0: <laughs> But enough of this. Um, we are going to be back with some more news for you guys. We are going to be talking about more of this cold weather. I'm Randy Lane with Jay Matthews II, Corey Parker. This is Wake Up Call, and we'll be back after this break. Welcome back. You're here with Wake Up Call. I'm Randy Lane here with Jay Matthews a second and Corey Parker. And right now after the break, we are back to talk to you about Tesla. So, guys, how do you feel about Tesla first starting off before I get into this article?
2: I I feel like Tesla's are very had become a very generic car. Mm-hmm. Like at first I thought they were one of those cars that they're really cool and not everyone has. Yeah. Now everybody in the world has them. You could go to one of the worst parts of the like the world, mm-hmm. let me say of America, you'd find a Tesla. Yeah, and you know what Tesla's going to be—that big one that has the wings, or the ones that open with the doors that look identical. Mm-hmm. You know the two that look absolutely identical. Yeah, but they're the big ones. Either has the wing or the door. Yeah, it's going to be one of those two cars, and it's either going to be black or white. And that's it. Like I, at this point, everyone has a Tesla. Like you get a Tesla, you get a Tesla, I get a Tesla. <laughs> like everyone has it, and it's not even a cool car to me be anymore because it's so popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah, it's like one of the hottest cars right now in the entire world. And it kind of gives that futuristic type of aspect when it comes to Teslas. Like, you see what's going on, like, in the cars with the shifts and the gears and how to control what's going on on the radio or what's going on, you know, in the car. It gives a Futuramic look. And it also kind of gives this mole an idea of what a car should be like. Y'all remember, like, years ago when everybody was like, this is what the future of cars look like, Mm -hmm. the cars are going to be flying. Not saying it's going to be flying, but it gives that futuristic look of what a car is going to be in the near future.
0: Yeah, it really does. And like you said before, Corey, it's so accessible now that it kind of lost its cool, if that makes sense. It did. It 100% did. So with all this cold weather that's been happening across the nation... It is affecting how people go about their daily lives. And the people in Chicago who own Teslas and other electric cars have been struggling. Mm. So, um, with the car and how cold it is in Chicago, it's hard for their cars to, one, hold a charge and to charge at all. Like, their cars are either, you know, taking a long time to charge and then charging but dying quickly. Or you plug them up and they're not charging at all, period. So, they can't drive them.
2: This is why you get a car with gas.
1: Absolutely, Okay, but this is Mm -hmm. the other thing.
2: I completely understand why people get Teslas and these electric vehicles in general. They're convenient. Actually, let me not say convenient. It's convenient depending on your lifestyle. My family and I, we drive everywhere. When I come back to school, they're driving me. We're going to Florida, we might drive. We're going to Massachusetts, Boston, we're driving. We don't really fly that much. Therefore, a car like... Tesla, mm-hmm. we couldn't do because we're not going to stop for two hours to get the car back to 100 when we can go to the gas station and just pay, what, $50, $70 to get the gas. It's definitely more cost efficient mm-hmm. to have a Tesla, but, you know, economics student here, kind of, like the opportunity cost and, you know, the, what is it, marginal benefit.
0: Ooh.
1: Mm-hmm. Marginal benefits. Marginal. Yeah. You mm-hmm. see what I'm <laughs> Like, you're
2: losing your time. Like, the time you could be using to travel to your destination, you're losing it to charge your car versus spending the money to just get yourself the gas. So, depending on what you prefer and what you care about more, a Tesla may be better. But if you're trying to be on the run, like you're trying to get from A to Z... Mm-hmm. Just get a car with gas. And you don't have to worry about it like freezing like this. Like right. I would be True, pissed yeah. if I was trying to go to California not California, North Carolina. Right. Driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four or and five I hours. Can't because my thing froze. Like, no.
1: And yeah, that's one of the biggest cons when it comes to like electric cars. Like, you gotta have like you gotta charge a car up. Like, that's just too much. Where all you can do, gas. Now you said fifty, seventy dollars. Uh I don't know where you get gas from. Excuse me, get gas from, but it's like you get it for $20. 20, Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, $20. What type
0: are of tank are you filed? Yeah, what type of tank?
2: My dad's car, he has a Honda minivan.
1: Oh. Uh. Like, and
2: that takes regular gas. And to go from zero to 100 it's probably like 50 or 60.
1: 50, 60? Yeah. For like gas?
2: Yeah. Are you getting some knockoff gas? No.
1: no. No, 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 no. $20? What
2: do you have, like the below regular?
1: No, 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 no. A regular car. It's like a regular car. Do like, you take
2: below regular gas or something? Because there's no way to get from zero to 120 hundred twenty
1: dollars. You said fifty dollars.
0: Fifty to fill up a tank. To these fill days, up a yeah. tank? Well,
1: how much is wait, how much like not not no personal stuff, but it's like how much is y'all gas? Like four, five dollars, something like that?
2: Oh, per gallon? Yeah. It's like yeah. three, four, yeah. Three, four, yeah. Stations so you there. only need five gallons?
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes the car be in good shape. So yeah, sometimes.
0: Jay, that doesn't make sense yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it does. You saying 50-70? That,
2: that is, is
0: normal. To fill up a full that's tank crazy. like a regular car. Like my mom just spent on her car, I think it was around that. And
2: that's mm. for regular.
0: For like the premium,
2: it's like 70-80. Mm, got you. Got or you. Or actually, I'll say 60 to 80.
0: Yeah. Still I'll well, say 70. Fi- yeah, yeah, 50-70 around that. But it's still high. That's the point. It's still Expensive. $20 mm. is unheard of. <laughs> I'm like, where like, are you getting gas? I'll put $20 towards my gas.
1: $20 get... or more. $20 or more, I would say, yeah.
2: Are you filling it up from zero to 100 with $20? Yeah. Or do you like get at like a half tank and then. That would make more sense. There's no way, Jay,
1: $20. Or more, or more.
2: Or more. So it's more. Okay. It's not just $20. Okay. Because
1: mm, yeah, there's okay. no way. Yeah.
2: There's absolutely no... No, just, no, just, no,
1: no, like, no, 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 Yeah, I'm going to say 20 or more. I'm going to say 20 more.
2: More than 20? Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. I know going to the gas oh. station for me, like, and I, I am one of those people that will low-key risk it with my gas. Like, I've been at zero before. But, fun fact, when you're at zero, you can still go, like, an extra five miles. Mm-hmm. But one time, I was at... Was I at zero? Maybe I was at zero or two miles left. And my brother and I were taking the back roads, but we got stranded. We didn't, And the reception was bad. So I didn't even know how to get out. But I only had two miles left on gas. I'm starting to panic because it's like I can't go that much further with the amount of gas I have left. And I don't know how to get out of here. So my life lesson was learned. Like, don't go anywhere. You don't know how to get out of. Or a place without reception if you have low gas. Ooh. I was petrified because I'm like, my brother and I are here. We can't even call anybody. Because the reception, like, where I live, there's a lot of trees. There's a lot of one-lane roads. Okay. So when you go down some of these parts, zero reception. Zero. Be like that. That's scary. It was scary. It was scary. Was really scary. Glad you made it safe, though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> man. We ended up right past my school, and I got out, and so I knew how to get back. That, that is frightening. Nice. Econ mode, guys. Got to go on eco mode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but hold on. We're talking about gas. Okay, back to the electric cars. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. You guys were saying, basically, giving your opinions on reasons why you wouldn't drive an electric car, mm-hmm. right? Some, like, a big reason on why people do drive electric electric cars is for the environment, actually. And they will they will argue that all of those cons that you listed are like, well, at least it's helping the environment. Please. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Please. Mm. <laughs> Please. I kind of see what they're saying, but... I'm not, but I see what they are saying, though, like saving the environment, you're saving money, you're doing X, Y, and Z with an electric car, where maybe with the regular car, we just talked about, like, pumping gas and how it's was wasting the environment, wasting oil and whatnot. So it's like, with the electric car, you got to charge that bad boy up, but still, we talked about the cons of it as well, and the cons of it is that, like like, charging a car, like... For what? Like, just pump the gas, and boom, you'll be in safe shape. Rather than charging the car, waiting maybe an hour, a couple of hours or so, and you get back on the road. Like, that's not suitable. That's not possible. So, I see what they mean by you know it's helping the environment, protecting gas and oil and all that. But me personally, not not the huge, not the biggest fan of electric cars.
0: Okay, okay,
2: Corey. Like Jay said, I understand how it's environmentally friendly, but It's not efficient, I feel like, Mm -hmm. depending, like I said earlier, depending on your lifestyle. Like, if you, especially if you can charge it at home, you're not traveling long distances frequently, do it. But that's the only thing. Like, I don't feel, I understand it's better for the environment. I completely understand that. But, like. It's also good for the world if you can go to your job. It's good for the economy, you know, like, to go to your job, get the money, yada, yada, yada. So, like, spending all this time to just wait for your car to charge is preventing you from doing all that sometimes. So, like, I understand the environmental aspect. But there at the same time, there's so many of us who are using non-environmentally friendly cars that, like, you using an environmental is not really doing that much.
0: I mean, you could argue that one person could change the world.
2: One but one, one Tesla... Time. Time. It's not gonna change the fifty billion.
1: One man can change the world. But that's not the
2: same with Tesla.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it, appreciate
2: it. Jay the Singer. Jay the Singer. I'm
1: sorry, Corey. Go go ahead. But
2: But no, I just I don't know. I just I see the impact and how it can be good for the environment. I just mm -hmm. don't know if I would do that. I always wanted an electrical car, Mm -hmm. but it would be I plan on having two cars, right? One Mm -hmm. would be my gas car, so I can go long distance take my kids my other one specifically my bmw i4 look it up sexy car (laughs) but that's electric and i don't plan on taking that super far and then you can get the at-home chargers so i can just charge my car at home but i would never take that on a long distance drive because it's not reliable Yeah.
0: yeah not at
1: all
2: even though it's environmentally friendly it's not friendly to my
0: lifestyle. Okay. So with the world of just transportation changing, with this world changing period, mm-hmm. sometimes, um, you know, it's hard to adapt. Right. And speaking of the environment, things are changing for the environment. So what if one day, like, they're, they don't ban gas cars, but electric cars are becoming more prominent and everything. So would you, like you would never make the switch to electric cars. I mean, you said you would have... I'd have two. You would have two cars, but Jay, would Mm -mm. you ever make the...
1: Um, Yeah, because it's not suitable. Like, If you really think about it, though, you're talking about long distance. You're Mm -hmm. talking about just going from point A to point B. Like, It's not suitable, and it's not going to be reliable. So if it's not going to be suitable and reliable, what's the point of even having it in the first place? So a regular car, for me, that's what I would go with.
2: But this is the other thing. On top of that question, the question should also be, What is the future of cars actually looking like? Have y'all seen like these self-driving cars? Oh, yeah. Like that is the future we're going to. Yeah. To the point where we may not even need a car. You know?
0: No, no. No self-driving anywhere. No.
2: But think about it. We have AI. We have all these things. I know I would never trust a self-driving car, especially in the early stages. Like I don't trust anything in the early stages. But as it's growing, by the time what? I'm 18, 20 years from now. I bet you self-driving cars would be amazing.
1: They probably would. You go from point where A to I point B. I think a lot of
2: people would actually use it. Think about it. it's like you know those campus robots yeah. that deliver you food. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be one of those. No. And if everyone is driving them or everyone is riding in them, the technology is all working with each other. And yeah. what's the difference between a bad driver and a bad car driver like this? And it's, it's
0: AI. It's like a
2: robot. So, but like, there's some awful drivers that are on the road all the time doing yeah. dumb stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's about to be, like, robots in the near future, though. Like, it's already coming. Yeah, it's about Yeah, it's, it's here right now. It's, like, it's everywhere. So, it's, mm-hmm. like, the future is about... The future that flying cars and robots and all that is really about to come to life. Like, is really scary. is about to come to life.
0: It's frightening. Like, can you imagine, like, being in your car and, like, what if, I don't know, something malfunctions and then the self-driving car, like, doesn't recognize that or something mm-hmm. and it's still... Dri- I don't know. That just sounds very...
2: But that's my thing. I completely agree with you, 100%. Mm-hmm. But... In my head, what's the difference between that and just a regular bad driver? You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. bad drivers are on the road all the time. My parents always told me driving isn't necessarily about how well you can drive, but how well the people around you can drive. Mm -hmm. They said, and my grandma always says, like, you can be dead right. Meaning, like, you could be doing the right thing on the road, but because someone else is something stupid, you're the one that's dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like that's the same with these electric cars. Me being on the road with a bunch of, Regular drivers, not... Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. <laughs> you know, just people in general. Like, my life is just as much as Jeopardy as it is in an electric vehicle.
1: For okay. sure, for okay. sure. Driven
2: by robots. But I think the only thing is that all the cars would need to be robots. I don't think mm-hmm. I would trust a life where... have <laughs> transformers. So, no, but like, I don't know if I would trust robots and just normal people driving on the
1: same roads. Because
2: so. I don't think they could... You can't communicate with it. I feel like other robots, they would have some type of technology where they're able to... Kind of connect with each other. You know what I'm saying?
1: Y'all about to get mm-hmm. Optimus Prime and all that in your cars and whatnot.
2: I don't know, man. Bubble so you B. Want, them, want them to roll out. Just like, roll out. Yeah, roll I think we should either the... go, go all the way or don't do it at all. Mm. Because I don't think robots mixed with human driving at the same time would be a good idea. No. No, I don't think that would be a good idea either. But mm. also think about it. Tesla self-drives. Tesla My mom's self- car, she has a Genesis. And her car can self-drive. Like it can You can have it in its in a parking spot and press a button and it'll park out, come out of the parking spot. That's self-driving on the road. Think about it. Cruise control. That's self-driving. You're just controlling the wheel. Yeah. So we've already taken a step towards that. And these cars are what, 2018? Mm-hmm. So 2030 comes around,
0: we're going to be completely evolved. Whoa.
1: We're going to be different. Whoa, yeah. 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 We're going to be different.
0: Would you ever be in a flying car? Heck no. no. So you guys would be in. Hold up.
1: What, Being a plane? That's different,
0: though. That is That's very different. different. A flying car, if you could just, like, hey, I'm going to go to California one day. That's not mm,
1: happening. No. Come Mm-mm.
0: on. That would be so no. sick.
2: Mm-hmm. You heard it from Randy Lane herself, y'all. Once flying cars come out, she's <laughs> going to she be the first one, one on. <laughs> she buying no, one
1: straight like, off the market. <laughs>
0: honestly, yeah. I know I'm kind of contradicting myself with saying, like, I don't like robot cars. But you do a flying car. If I can control it, yeah. That's even worse. That I don't
2: bad think Bad boy, run out of gas. You
0: done, dad. You done. No, you would obviously use, you know, I don't know the science behind it, but you would use something comparable to like airplanes and you could just, I don't know, mm-hmm. fly to, heck, if you're in college. And, fly to Hawaii. Like, you gotta go home. You can just fly your car back home. Fly your car back
1: home. <laughs> nah, to uh-uh, uh-uh. I ain't trusting no flying car. I ain't trusting nothing flying except the plane.
0: That would be so cool. And even the
1: planes even messed up, like Alaska Airlines. No oh, my trying God, to tend you to... hear
0: about that? With the window? <laughs> that looks so scary.
1: Yeah, I'm and I'm glad they, they got their money back, more. too. I'm glad the people on the plane got their money back, they too. They
2: need more money, though. That's yeah. traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And you hear, they could have died because of the air. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they only got a refund?
1: Yeah, like, the whole, the whole passengers, all the passengers got a they, refund. I think
2: they should have deserved more, especially the people that oh, were yeah. right there at the window.
1: Yeah, like, some of the stuff, like, uh, AirPods was out, purses was out, money was out. It, yep. Whole nine yards.
0: That is terrible. And they just refunded the ticket. Don't buy Alaska. No. Didn't four people just sue from the flight? Probably. I think, I I think so. I believe so. Just, I feel like everyone
1: should sue. I'm, if, if, if I'm them, I'm getting a free Alaska Airlines ticket for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. All that that just happened, like, stuff is out the window People are traumatized. Babies are crying. Like, if all that's happening, I want free tickets everywhere to Alaska Airlines. Because there's no way that should be happening no. in any way, shape, or form. And whoever was in charge of that plane needs to be fired immediately and quickly.
2: But I don't whoa, think that was... Whoa. It yeah. wasn't the pilot's fault. It's the people that do the pre-check for the planes. You know how they're supposed to check everything? Yep.
1: Yep, them. They need to get fired <laughs>
2: immediately. That's
0: insane. Wasn't that an emergency exit? Yep. <laughs> so aren't those supposed to be, like, airlocked or something like that? Probably. Definitely
1: are. They definitely are, though.
0: That is scary. Can you imagine? I've been on some scary flights, but having the door just pop off. I'd be traumatized. I don't know what I'd do. I'd scream and cry. I wouldn't be able to be on a plane for a few years after that. Yeah, But
2: going back to, like, the Tesla conversation, Mm -hmm. did y'all see their Cybertruck? No. Have y'all seen the Tesla Cybertruck? Guys. The
1: Tesla Cybertruck? I'm going
2: to show you guys, because what the heck? It's like their new vehicle. I'm showing the people, guys. I'm showing them. Have y'all seen that? It looks so ugly. It is ugly. Have you seen it? No? Isn't that crazy? But, like, this is a new car they've invented. Now, talk about Transformers. That looks like a Transformer. Tell me it doesn't. What can it do? Like, what's different?
1: They're going to call it aluminum. (laughs) Cybertruck.
2: Um, (laughs) It can go 340 miles. It's 11,000 pounds. It can go from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. Mm-hmm. um no paint no chips it says it's stainless steel helps to reduce dense damages it's shatter resistant windows
0: mm-hmm.
2: you can pack it up a lot i'm just you can oh, load it up a lot as well you can lock it up you can take it you can, it can drive it in water <laughs> Now that is cool.
0: Wait. Uh uh. I'm still not trusting it. It can drive in water. No. No.
1: I'm still not trusting it. Mm
0: mm. That's pretty. So wait, you would would trust a robot to drive you without you having to drive anywhere? But you. I didn't say
1: that. So you wait, you wouldn't want a self-driving car? I mean, it would be nice, but am I gonna trust it? No. It would be nice though, but driving in water. mm -mm, No.
0: well, can you imagine you wanted to go, like, somewhere overseas, and you don't feel like taking a plane or taking your flying car? So you're like, I'll just drive it over water.
1: Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Or in water. Mm-mm. It that's, can be, that's too much. That's too much.
0: It can be
2: converted into a tent. What?
1: What about submarines?
2: That I'll never I mean, do. I'm never
1: a <laughs> submarine. I'll never. I no. think it would be a nice experience, like a well, little submarine.
2: Well, not with, no. not with the Xbox controller. And especially... Right. I was about to say, not <laughs> chill. after that. Incident. Whoa, chill. Oh, no, that no. was okay. Let's talk about that. That to me, why would you trust a controller to lead you Yeah, in a submarine?
0: There's just no way. And was it even supposed to be that deep in the water?
2: I don't think so. Don't think so. That's why you got to trust the people. That's why I don't trust people. That's why I'll never fly a private jet. Really? Unless I know you, like you're a friend. And I know you don't have any mental health problems. I know that you love yourself. I know that you care about my life. I'll let you try to find me. But until then, I'm not getting on a private jet.
1: Yeah, I can't do no private plane. No, Um,
2: because you have to really, you're trusting one person with your whole life. For me, I prefer a regular plane because it's like I have elders, I have babies, I have people that could be your wife, a bunch of people. So you're carrying the life of like 500 people, 100, 200 people mm -hmm. versus just my life. Like, I don't know why, but I feel like you would value more people's life than just one person. Because you don't want to mess, up. I, I do
1: mess a, up. I wouldn't do a private jet because of Kobe Bryant. I just I just wouldn't. Oh. Yeah. Because like, of that
2: situation? Yeah. To respect
1: him or what? What
2: happened? Because you don't want that to happen.
1: Yeah, like, it's just, nah, like. Nah, I wouldn't do that. And because that whole situation and what happened after that, I just, nah, I can't do no yeah. private jet. Well,
0: nah. with Kobe Bryant and I think it was Gigi. also in Aliyah's situation too and Gigi. Wasn't in a helicopter? Aaliyah's situation too, they overpacked
1: the yes. plane. Yes, yes, yeah. That's why I'm not doing it. Yeah, and that's like, why I can't do no private jet. I saw jet. this thing on TikTok. Mm, nah. They're talking about
2: Faith. And this guy got offered to get on this plane with this pastor guy who flies planes. Mm-hmm. They're in the plane going to his law job. And he tells him while they're in midair, I can't fly in clouds. I pass out. What happens? They start flying in clouds. He passes out. Therefore, it's just the pilot, who's and it's like a private jet, and then the two people that are fly, are riding on this plane. So one of the passengers has to take over the plane and drive it, and he's on the phone with the air traffic control people, and they direct him down bottom line. But it's stuff like that, like private jets, I'm not doing that. Like there's too many private jet horror stories, too many private just situations yeah. horror stories. I'm not doing it. Submarine, jet. Helicopter, fights, I'm not doing it.
1: Everything, I'm fights, all it. that. Yeah, no, I can't do it. Mm-mm.
2: It's not for me. It's not for me at all.
1: A nice commercial plane, Southwest. I'm cool with that. Any given day of the week.
2: Would you fly Spirit?
1: <sighs> One time and done. No, never again. Nope.
0: Spirit has character. They have character. character. They have character. character. I'm not doing it.
1: What type of character? Bad character?
0: I don't know. I feel like they are lack with a lot everything and like the nice people who are on the plane. My friends and I were trying to do a trip together. <laughs> Jay's what
2: nice people
1: on the on the plane. <laughs> the, the people what nice people on the plane. Ain't no nice people on the plane. It's not. Nah, it's just it's just no. No, I can't do it. It's too much disruption. It's it's ghetto. Like it's it's just too much. You My- go to Southwest, it's nice, it's calm. Hey, would you like some Sprite? Would you like some Coca-Cola? Yes, please. Boom. I'm in peace, but no, no, no spirit. I love Delta though. The lights come off. I get the watch. Love Delta
0: and American. I love Delta and
1: American. American Bad. lost me. And American.
0: Delta feeds you just oh, cough
1: cookies. Uh, yeah. American, Ooh. nah, I can't do American. You can't do American? I, I can do it, but it's like eh, it's just, oh, you don't... over Southwest. Delta. I never
0: never flew
1: Southwest, I don't think. Southwest is fire. The only problem is that they don't have no like outlets where you can charge your phone. Okay, you you lost me. How whoa, what? It's it's the service that matters. It's the
0: fact that the Wi Fi too is American. Mm -hmm.
1: It's okay.
2: My
0: friends were trying to get us to
2: fly Spirit for a trip. If y'all are listening, you know exactly who you are. And I told (laughs) them, I'm not jeopardizing my life to go somewhere warm to fly Spirit. Mm -mm. Spirit. I hear so many horror stories about that. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'd be almost crazy. To take it. Like, why put yourself in that situation? Like, my it day. low cost. Like, I was
1: coming back from the New- low cost in oh, your life
2: for two different situations. And
1: I'm sorry. Like- I no, 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 no. It's all good. I, I was about to say, like, I was coming back from New Orleans and I had this fly, fly spirit. It was a whole 30 minute conversation with this customer and the flight attendant, and the flight attendant, and they were just going back and forth. The, the, the plane was delayed for 30 minutes. I was about to be late for class, but thank God I wasn't late for class. So, no, it's,
2: yeah. it's, it's not for me, man. It's yeah. not for me. Yeah. yeah. Bottom line.
0: But we had a nice conversation about transportation in the future. Yes. So yes, guys, don't go anywhere. This is wake up call. I'm Randy Lane. You're here with J. Matthews II, Corey Parker, and we'll be back after this break.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. I'm Corey Parker here with Randy Lane and Jay Matthews II. It is time to get into some entertainment news, entertainment tea. Y'all know Wake Up Call was your typical one-stop shop for everything entertainment. But new season, season two, so we had to switch it up a little bit. Hence why we started off with some real news first.
0: But Randy, let's get into this entertainment. All right, so Corey and Jay, I'm sure you've all heard about the rapper Most Deaf, who goes by Yassim Bey now. Mhm. I've never heard of him. Never heard of Most Deaf?
1: Yeah, n- not at all. I Wait, heard Deaf Jam. I haven't heard of Most. I J- thought you
0: heard of it, basically. Nah, your not said, at, at know, all. Know, not no, no, one no.
1: time. Not we,
0: one time. Okay, for the next break, I play a it we're clean. Playing, <laughs> I think his songs are clean because he's um he's a devout Muslim. And okay. hold on, yeah, have mm-hmm. you ever heard of Umi Says? No. No. <laughs> my says, shine your light on the word. Are you serious? Sounds okay. familiar, but no. It I'm doesn't so, sound familiar. Yaw, I've never heard I'm of so this I'm so disappointed before. in both of you.
1: Me? Like, this is the <laughs> artist. Like, me? What? I don't know who this is. I, I don't know who this is. I don't know who's singing the song.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of this man a day in my life. Oh. All right. Mo's Def. Is, Mo's Def. Mo's Def is a rapper from the 90s, early 2000s. Um, His songs always have messages. He's a big advocate for fighting homelessness, um, fighting for the black community, which is his song, Umi Says, really amplifies that. So he goes by Yasin Bey now. As I said before, he's a devout Muslim. Period. Yes. um, In an interview with Cutting Room Floor, um, he was asked about if he considers Drake's music Mm -hmm. hip-hop. So they asked him this because... You guys didn't know this, but he is like a big name when it comes to OG hip hop, um, building up the hip hop genre, um, especially with powerful messages like how past people like Tupac Shakur, Shakur did, um, mm-hmm. Wu-Tang Clan. So he said that in the interview, he answered by saying, Drake is pop to me. In the sense of like, if I was in Target and heard a Drake song, his he compared Drake's song to shopping with an edge in certain circumstances. Mm. So he's basically saying that Drake's music, it's likable Mm -hmm. for pop people, for most of society. But if it's really hip hop, he's like, eh, I don't think so.
1: You know what? I'm going to agree on that, Mm -hmm. on that pop segment, because now you see Drake is now making more pop music. So that's probably why he's saying that. But if you listen to Drake's, previous songs if you listen to his previous albums they are majority hip-hop and he's majority hip-hop there is some pop in that but it's not so much pop in that but I see what Mos Def is saying though like yeah it's a lot of pop music now with Drake like Drake is not really doing R&B anymore he's not really doing hip-hop anymore so when Mos Def is talking about Drake doing pop and it's likable music I gotta agree because that's what Drake is trending to. That's what he's going into, and that's honestly what music is now trending into—that pop lifestyle, that pop music.
2: My thing is okay. This might be a bad question, Mm -hmm. but what what classifies as pop? Like I know pop artists. Like I consider Taylor Swift pop. Mm -hmm. Um, Megan Trainor pop. I'm trying to think. Who
0: else? Beyonce Uh, sometimes pop too. Yeah. Really?
2: Not now. Like Love on Top
0: was pop. No, no, not. Beyonce has made pop music. Like yeah. what songs? Uh, "Love on Top" for one. You name that "Love on that's Top." That's pop? It's it's a you see that that's why people are kind of on the fence about his remarks because what makes a music genre? It's genre. People are intermixing different that is true. sounds. They're experimenting. So what what is true pop? Okay, Nas. We had Nas on the show. Uh-huh. Right. Do you consider his
2: music pop? Cuz no. I would consider that more pop.
1: Yeah, that's that's pop. For sure. Runaway, that's Runaway, pop. Runaway,
0: I would consider that pop. Yeah, that's I definitely pop. I feel like pop. it has a good mix of kind of
1: hip-hop, too. Because the beat, like, you got to you gotta hear the beat. Like, yeah, that's what kind of makes it pop. And then the lyrics along with that as well.
2: And then the other guy we had, Ethan. I, were you here when he was Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. I consider his more R&B.
1: Yeah, his is R&B for sure. I
2: feel like R&B is, like,
1: so, so like, smooth. Like, I can
2: listen to that if I'm trying to relax. Yeah. I'm to that, you know? Yeah, I for feel sure. Like Drake is a mix of R&B. I and b hip hop think he's hip-hop. R&B, hip-hop, mm-hmm. and pop. Drake has never been r and I feel like he's a little bit of R&B.
1: Um, his, vibe, his
2: vibe, I think, is r and a little bit.
1: He has a it's, lot of R&B songs what, now. What
2: would you say is an R&B song by him? Marvin's Room?
1: Yeah, that. Uh, take. Mm, no, 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 that's more pop. I was about to say Take Care, but no.
2: His new album, I would say, was more hip-hop?
1: Certified love a Boy, some Wait, they no, had no, no, the some one RB. Wait, the the
2: other rapper, Twenty One Savage. Yeah, Twenty
1: One Savage. That's pop for sure. Really? That's, that's pop. I was gonna say that. Yeah, was that's pop. definitely pop. Like, like that whole album was definitely pop.
2: So what? Okay, each of you mm-hmm. give me a person in pop, a person in RB, and a person in hip and rap, hip hop.
1: Okay, a person in pop, I would say Doja Cat. Okay, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Fin- I mean, now she's going more into rapping though. But yeah. um, a person in rap. I'll say Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Um, a person in hip hop. i mm. Wait,
2: isn't rapping hip hop the same thing? Uh, that's uh, that's the know. thing. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> the thing. Um, but hip hop. Um, I would say, wow, that's
2: in R and B. Give me R and B too.
1: R and B. R and B, that's Jaquees all day, twenty four seven, and Chris Brown.
2: Him. You actually like his voice? Yes. Yeah. Version of Trip by LMA. Yeah. Did Coach you hear is that? So annoying.
1: That that cover, man. That was so good. He, he got so many songs. Feel it, perfect, it was all bad, that.
2: Loki, like a little. It was low. I'm not gonna say better. Right. But it was better in its own way.
1: Oh, hip hop. I was about to say little baby. That that's definitely hip hop for sure. Yeah.
2: So what's the difference between hip hop and rap? It's
1: great. Great question. Great question. There's mm. a difference, because there's yeah, different. there definitely there, is a difference.
0: one puts the two together. I always do, but like,
1: it's, I think yeah, like I my bad, Rain. I'm sorry. Know,
0: I'm but still it, trying to think because I'm trying to figure out what the difference really. Cause you, you know, you can <clears> you, you could feel a difference.
1: I think the difference between hip hop and rap is the style and the flow of it. Like, think about it. If you think about Tupac Shakur and his songs, like let's just say, keep your head up. That's definitely a rap song, like, because of the messaging and the flow of it and what he's saying and how he's saying it. Whereas I say someone like Little Baby with hip hop, the flow of it, the style of it. We just talked about Drake, like, the flow and the style of it. Like, that's more so, like, hip hop, you're just more organic in what you're saying. Like, Nelly, like, hot in here. Like, that's definitely hip hop for sure. Whereas Jay Z, that's more rap for sure because of the flow and style. I think that's what's the difference between hip hop and rap. Okay.
2: So I looked it up. Hip hop is composed of four main elements: MCing, DJing, graffiti, and breakdancing. Mm. So it also includes other lifestyle trends such as clothing, slang, and mindset. Rap is the combination of rhyme and poetry to a musical beat. Mm-hmm. And Ice T explains the difference. He said, "Quote: Rap is vocal delivery. Hip hop is the culture."
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah.
2: So then, couldn't rap be a part of that culture? Yeah. So therefore, hip hop is rap, but rap isn't hip hop.
1: Mm. (laughs) She got them bars today. Okay, okay. (laughs) It
0: has been decided. I didn't know that.
1: No, but like I think no, that that definitely is true though. That is definitely true though. I would. So
0: it's a culture.
1: Mm, Basically. Yeah. Because there's
2: also like okay, would you consider streetwear hip hop?
1: You know? A
2: part of that culture?
1: I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. If you think about it, like, back in the day, like, the South, like, they had their, like, own style. Like, they had their own music. Little John, you had Young Jock. They had their own style and their own flow. So, back in the day, they would probably wear baggy shirts and the baggy pants and the, the big shoes. And you have some of the females that would wear, like, these jumpsuits with, um... The glitter on the on the shirts and the pants and whatnot. So yeah, the style of it, I would agree, and that's definitely a huge culture. What about you, Randy?
0: I would definitely, I agree. I agree. It definitely streetwear. It's it's all about. It definitely is hip hop culture. You know, um, the clothes you wear. I feel like hip hop culture is also. I wouldn't say how you talk, but yeah. just how how you talk, yeah, like, how you express yourself, because that also goes with rapping as well. Um. So, yeah, I would, I would say that. But, Jay, I have a question for you. What's up? What is your definition of hip-hop? Because Moe's already gave his definition of hip-hop. But wait, answer this question, I also have... I want to tell y'all Drake's reply. Okay. But what is your definition of hip-hop?
1: So, here's what I think the definition of hip-hop is. I would say the definition of hip-hop is more so a musical form of... I was just thinking about this. It's a musical form of a story. When you read a book... Like that's paper, that's books, like that's different. When it comes to like hip hop, you're telling a story, you're telling a vision that people are trying to see. You're basically the author of your own music. You're composing your own music in a musical form, composing a story in a musical form. And that's what hip hop, I think the definite hip hop is, is basically being the author of your story just in a musical form, in a musical fashion. Okay, I like that. No, because I was like thinking about. it, I was like, that's probably what hip hop really is—just telling a story.
0: Yeah, that really, that really is hip hop. Telling a story, not just telling a story, but telling your story—an authentic story. Authenticity is like a big yes. part of hip hop.
1: Yes, amen. And yes, that
0: goes with. Not I know. The amen.
1: No, nah, it's, it's true, though. It's true. It
0: goes also with. I know some people might disagree, but writing your own raps mm. that really goes with that because. Having a ghostwriter and being able to (laughs) say their bars on a beat and then making it sound cool, fine. You'll be bumping in the club to that. But actually writing out your own words that are a piece of you, putting that on a beat, and then having people still dance to that or just vibe to that or feel that, I feel like that is more of an accomplishment, and that is definition of hip-hop.
1: Yeah, definitely, for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I did want to tell you guys Drake's reply. Okay, let's hear it, let's hear it. So we already know Drake is a little, he's a little... He can, he can snap back at people, and I really like this. So he posted a video of Method Man from early 2000s, and he was in an interview, and Method Man was talking about what hip-hop was to him, blah, blah, blah. And then Drake obviously agreed with this video because he posted it. And then he said that, let me shine my light, King. Don't change up now. And it was in reference to Most Def's song, Umi Says, where he says, um, shine my light on the world multiple times so basically drake was kind of dissing him and was saying why are you coming after me i didn't do anything to you let me shine and that's what he was saying basically with that
1: you know i can i can i can agree with drake on that because you have drake over here probably minding his business probably making maybe one last album because he did talk about retirement last year he did talk about he might step away from music for a little bit mm-hmm. which a lot of artists are about to do but um yeah, I don't think Drake really said nothing. He's just minding his business, and it's like, why are you focused on me? Like, But if I was Drake in this situation, I would just ignore the comment, especially for someone that I've done more than. Oh. Oh. I mean, if, oh. I mean, if you think about it, though, number one albums, number one charts, That's... a lot of people sold out at his shows, tickets going off, mm-hmm. like, What has Mos Def done? Not saying, no, 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 not saying, not disrespecting him in any way, shape, or form, but what has Mos Def done to say all this about Drake, where Drake has done a lot in his career rather than what Mos Def has done, you feel
0: me?
2: But I don't think Mos Def's comment was necessarily to attack Drake as much as it was to state his opinion on the type of music that Drake makes. I can see Drake taking it offensively if how he views his music is more Mm -hmm. hip-hop, Rap, yeah. yada yada yada, mm-hmm. but someone else went against that, which is probably why he was like, Let me do my thing. But I don't feel like most deaf did necessarily anything wrong. Right. He was just saying, I think Drake is in this category instead of this category. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was trying to cause any problems. But like you did say too, mm-hmm. Drake is clearly thriving in whatever category people think he's <laughs> in. he's thriving regardless. So I mean, I understand both sides. Yeah. But I don't feel like most deaf was coming from a place of hate.
0: Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like most deaf was kind of coming from a old head point. Like that's not an insult, just he was in the game for mm-hmm. a little bit. Right. So he was coming from a standpoint of, yeah, I've been doing this for years. Um and I feel like Drake is more palatable for I feel like that's a good word to say Drake is yeah. more he's more digestible to all groups of people and you guys can yeah, get however you want to mm-hmm. but I feel like Mos Def isn't he's more like hip-hop hip-hop Like you got to dig deeper to find him yeah um but Mos Def also said that he compared the state of the music industry not just the hip-hop industry music industry as the early stage of the collapse of an empire
1: mm-hmm so, I agree You really, you agree. Yeah, because everybody, because if you listen to the music now, everybody's saying the same thing over and over again. It's the same song, the same people, the same lyrics. Like, it's no more originality when it comes to music now it's no one's organic no one's authentic no one is not original anymore and then you think about it you like well why is music not that good anymore why is hip-hop not that good did you know that last year no one in hip-hop got number one on the charts? no no not one person not one artist. they said uzi but that wasn't really good like let's just be honest let's just be really really honest but still though it's like no one's organic anymore. And you hear these songs on the radio all the time saying the same thing over and over. And it's like, can y'all come up with something different? Can we get something different? Can we get somewhere we are comfortable with, okay, this is what you're saying. This is what you're doing. Except, oh, I'm going to do this or da-da-da. Like, nobody want to hear that mess. Like, nobody want to hear that. They want to hear something different. You feel me?
2: Victoria Monet's different. Yeah, but she's not hip-hop, though. She's not. But, she is but I also don't listen to a not enough hip hop to really give my two cents.
0: Excuse me. I feel like most deaf was kind of coming from a old head point. Like that's not an insult. Just he was in the game for a mm-hmm. little bit, right. so he was coming from a standpoint of yeah, I've been doing this for years. Um, and I feel like Drake is more palatable for I feel like that's a good word to say Drake is yeah. more he's more digestible to all groups of people and you guys can yeah, get however you want to mm-hmm. but I feel like Mos Def isn't he's more like hip-hop hip-hop Like you got to dig deeper to find him yeah um but Mos Def also said that he compared the state of the music industry not just the hip-hop industry music industry as the early stage of the collapse of an empire
1: mm-hmm so, I agree
0: You really, you agree.
1: Yeah, because everybody, because if you listen to the music now, everybody's saying the same thing over and over again. It's the same song, the same people, the same lyrics. Like, it's no more originality when it comes to music now it's no one's organic no one's authentic no one is not original anymore and then you think about it you like well why is music not that good anymore why is hip-hop not that good did you know that last year no one in hip-hop got number one on the charts? no 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 one person not one artist. they said uzi but that wasn't really good like let's just be honest let's just be really really honest but still though it's like no one's organic anymore. And you hear these songs on the radio all the time saying the same thing over and over. And it's like, can y'all come up with something different? Can we get something different? Can we get somewhere we are comfortable with, okay, this is what you're saying. This is what you're doing. Except, oh, I'm going to do this. Or I, da, da, da. Like, nobody want to hear that mess. Like, nobody want to hear that. They want to hear something different. You feel me?
2: Victoria Monet's different. Yeah,
0: but she's not hip-hop, though.
2: She's not. But,
0: she is but I also don't
2: listen to a not enough hip-hop to really give my two cents.
0: But you can always, I feel like you can always give your two cents on um the music that's being played in your time. Like, I know, but like, like don't I don't
2: listen happen. to enough of rap to mm-hmm. really, I feel like, give a clear... Like a clear give, like a,
1: response. Yeah,
2: because I really don't listen to it. I literally, y'all know we did, when we did our Spotify rap, mm-hmm. I listened to mm-hmm. Isra Gospel. and Newbury yeah. and my R&B. Mm-hmm. Country, and here lately, country. my country... Was that on my list, too? Yeah, you, yeah, you no. did say country. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> You did say country. I love him. I love my country. I forgot his name. King. King George? King George. Jo- you remember? How could I forget? I love that. I
1: definitely did forget, though. Because <laughs> his songs, oh, my God, was terrible. But anyway. Don't hate.
0: appreciate <laughs> man. Don't hate. Don't hate. <laughs> But. but um, no,
2: what you about to say? No, do? no, no. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: Guys, I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. Yeah, guys, we're going to wrap up this conversation for now. We'll always come back to hip hop, obviously, in more shows. But this is Wake Up Call, so don't go anywhere. We have an amazing interview coming up next. And why would you want to miss that? I am Randy Lane. I am here with Jay Matthews II, Corey Parker. And we will see you in a bit.
2: Welcome man back, rising. everyone, to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. Tito we are back man. in the studio on Wake Up Call. You know, you tune every single day here, Monday through Ta-ta. Friday, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on iHeartRadio. And so, um...
1: And we have a special guest for you, Abakazam! Abakazum! And we all have a guest for you. He is a magician that... It's taking the world by storm. ladies and gentlemen, I give you Duge
3: Spade Hi, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, Dige, how are you doing today?
3: I told her I don't got no she
2: We can't hear you. Wait one second. All right. Can you hear us now?
3: I, I can hear you just fine. Awesome, yeah. awesome,
2: awesome. Well, it's so good to have you in the studio here with us today. As Jay said, we have a magician in the house. Not only is he a magician, but he's also a wedding MC. Super epic, super cool. This man has been or has worked with Facebook, Amazon, Toyota, and so many other companies. And on top of that, he has also been seen on Kiss 92.5, YouTube, City TV, and now guys on WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. It's super exciting to have you here in the studio with us. So everyone from the Wake Up fam and Wake Up crew here today, please help me welcome, like you said, Jay, Dargie Spade.
3: Yes, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) What what a privilege it is to be here. Corey, thank you for setting this up.
2: Yes, of course. Of course. It's such an honor and a pleasure to have you in the studios with us today. As you know, this is Wake Up Call. So we're the morning show. It's a custom question to have to ask everyone that we have. What is your morning routine? Like, give us the details. How, what is, how do you wake up every single day? Are you staying in until 11 a.m., 12 p.m.? Like, give us the t- tea.
3: Yeah, I, I wish I could do that. It's it's obviously it's ten, just past 10 a.m. Eastern Time right now. So obviously can't be in bed till 11 or noon. Um, those days are over. Uh, but, you know, I need my coffee in the morning 100 uh, percent. You know, if I'm if I'm not getting out of bed right away, I got a three year old son. So he's jumping into bed and waking me up, <laughs> you know, so between uh, needing the coffee and getting the kid uh, to jump in bed and pull me out, you know, one way or another, I'm getting up. but. That's that's key for me.
2: I love that. I love that. So you're definitely a coffee person. Do you drink it black or do you add some sweetener to it? Cause I know I was raised, my dad, my grandma, and even myself, we drink our coffee completely black. No sweetener, no creamer, no nothing. Oh, I'm getting side-eye from everyone in the studio. What do you do for your coffee?
3: Yeah, no sweetener, no sugar here, but I need a bit of that froth milk goodness, you know. So I got a little uh, (laughs) milk frother thing at home, and, you know, I definitely need that just to give it that extra little uh, flavor.
2: I love that. I love that. Our next morning question for you, because like I said, this is wake-up call. Um, Are you an early bird or are you a night owl?
3: Definitely a night owl, 100%. Uh, You know, even if I'm tired, I'm one of those... Uh, dudes that'll like just sit and like leave Netflix on for a while watching whatever it is, you know, whatever the newest thing on Netflix is. So I'm definitely a night owl and (laughs) I don't think that's going to change anytime soon.
2: No, I bet. I bet. What's been your like top Netflix show to watch these days?
3: Uh, You know what? We just, my wife and I, we just finished watching a four uh, episode um, bit of a show called All the Light. I think it's called All the Light You Cannot See. I think it came out last year, uh, a really, really cool story about a blind girl in World War II. Um, and I think it won many awards. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's, it's a ton yes, of fun. Yes, we'll definitely have Shot to check so it out. Well. The sound is so good. The, vi- the, uh, you know, the video on it is so good. Um, just, and it's such a great story.
0: Wow, wow, wow. All right. So, your our first question for you is, how were you first drawn to the world of magic?
3: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, You know, I, I was probably like five or six years old and some kid who was like seven or eight, who at the time to me felt like he was so much older and naturally became just like, you know, an older, cooler friend. I think he showed me like a card trick or something like something really simple and silly. And he blew my mind. Like I thought he did actual magic. I thought he moved the earth. Uh, and so I wanted to learn that and I did. And that set me off. It, it basically started a domino effect, which eventually got me to where I am today, which is now performing for, you know, companies and organizations all across North America.
0: That is amazing. Um, I've seen, I did look at your website and just everything you're doing just looks so cool. I personally never seen like a real magician before, like in person or even virtual that you're doing that too. So I just find what you're doing very inspiring and just
3: all around just incredible. Um, we yeah, also wanted... that's so nice of you to say it. I, I, you know, Corey was on one of my recent shows, I believe, and that was a ton of fun. Uh, but yeah, this virtual world is it didn't even exist a few years ago uh, but but here we are and it's it's something that works hard.
0: it is something so just revolutionary also yeah, i mean it's it's really cool it's amazing it um, definitely it is. it really is right i was just like virtual magic
2: i wish you saw his show too when i tell you durgy we were all like shocked and how his show does it like they have he has someone working behind the scenes so they can take pictures of us, our reactions when crazy things are happening and he did something it was the magic trick you did with me. I was I was supposed to color this thing in. And I colored it in random colors and everything. And then all of a sudden, he was wh- it was a person. They had a hat or not a hat. a Watch, shoes, socks and something, pants. And he was wearing the exact same colors that I colored. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it was completely random. I was mind blown. I was like, what in the world? What in the world? It was insane.
0: That's so cool. I have to experience this. It was crazy. I have to experience this one day. But Durgi, your website mentions that you were inspired by the great magician, David Blaine. Um, So are there any other influences in the magic industry that you've been influenced by?
3: Yeah, good question. You know, David Blaine was definitely one of my earlier influences in the late 90s. He came out with his like first um, TV show. And I was, you know, just uh, a young teenager at the time, uh, or maybe not even. Um, And... That that was also part of what kind of helped that domino effect for me kind of go down. But then, you know, I discovered along the way a lot of other great magicians, uh, people that are doing shows today on television and, uh, you know, um, uh, even in Vegas or on the road, um, guys like Penn and Teller, who are a lot of fun. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but they have a great show in Vegas. Um, you know, uh, Chris Angel came out with a really cool show uh, that was on TV for a few seasons, for many seasons. Uh, and I know there's mixed uh, feelings about him, but, you know, anything that pushes the arc forward, I think, is is pretty cool. So, yeah, there's a lot of names out there and a lot of names that most people maybe wouldn't know. The general public wouldn't know. You know, if you're ever in Vegas, one of my favorite shows to watch is a guy named Mac king he is super funny and uh has such a great show um so if you're ever out there check him out
0: i will definitely next time i'm in vegas (laughs)
1: so dergy let's just go back in time for a little bit and let's talk about your first show describe your first show was you nervous was you excited how was you feeling about that first show when you did magic (laughs)
3: Yeah, that's so funny. Of course, I was nervous. And of course, I was excited. But you know, what's so funny, like after all of these years, even when I was performing the show that Corey was on, I still get nervous before the show. I still get excited before the show, because the truth is, it's live entertainment. And anything could happen. And in a virtual world, it can get even more complicated because our show is pretty uh, complex when it comes to all the technical stuff. So anything could go wrong at any time. You know, even getting on the Zoom call, think about how many times we went back and forth like, ah, is our mic working? Is our <laughs> camera working? Oh, no, my internet's slowing down. And, so, and that's just a simple Zoom call. Now, on top of that, all of the complexity complexities that are uh, involved with putting together you know a, a fun high caliber interactive show and there's so many things that could go wrong so the answer is yes the first show you know I was probably you know like 12 or 13 doing it for my buddies uh, on my street uh, but that nervousness and and the excitement uh, is still here even even in 2024.
1: So you've been doing it since you was a teenager. And what has kept you motivated to pursue the dream of magic and wedding MC? What has helped you continue this career and motivated you to have a successful career?
3: Yeah, good question. You know what it is? For a lot of people that are into the arts, it's... it's I, th- I think maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think it's a lot about like connecting with people. It's a lot about the human connection. And, you know, I, I'm not like a stand up comic, for example, but I can only imagine that when a stand up comic finishes an incredible set and gets off the stage, they must have this incredible high, this performance high that they get after after an incredible show and for me it's the exact same thing like when i finish a show and things just like we nailed it you know people were excited they're like pulling their hair out like what just happened they don't know what they just witnessed and we accomplished our goals in the show that high we that a performer gets that i get is is there's no words to describe it and it's it's that constant chasing of that next high i know it sounds absurd i know it sounds like a drug and in a way it it kind of is uh but but maybe that's that's what's kind of kept me chasing you know the next big show Wow. So inspirational.
0: Yeah, it really is.
2: <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So being a professional magician, we know that, but we also saw on your Instagram that you're a wedding MC. How did you get to this position? What made you think of combining both magic and MC? Like how did this whole MCing job of yours start?
3: Yeah, it definitely is um a very unconventional to do right like when people see me do it they're like what like did you go to like a wedding MC school or like and and, you know the truth is i was performing magic at weddings um and i was during the cocktail hours i would walk around and do close-up magic for the guests and at that point i would often like once the cocktail hour was done my job was done and i would go home uh but i realized that for the guests they still wanted more of my work they still wanted to see more of it in some way and obviously i couldn't walk around do close-up magic for the entire reception because it's not about me it's about about the couple getting married um so i thought about how else could i have um an impact on the wedding and i had seen an incredible wedding MC in toronto where i live um and he was he was crushing it like he wasn't a magician he was strictly an MC, and so i i connected with him and I'm like, hey man, like, are you willing to take me under your wing? Because I know magic. I don't know anything about the wedding industry or or I don't know anything about wedding MC specifically. And he kind of took me under his wing and he taught me that side of show business. And then eventually we connected and now today we are business partners and we actually run a wedding MC company together. So that's how I got into it. It's been a fun long journey and it's it's been incredible.
2: I love that. Can you tell us some of the up close magic tricks you've done at these weddings, or is that is that a secret? Like, I want to know. I'm curious.
3: Yeah, yeah. A lot of it uh, hey, here, Corey. Uh, let me just get. I know the people listening to the show won't be able to see this, but for those of you on the Zoom call, um, if you can see, watch. <coughs> What the what? Oh! Oh Right over here.
1: <laughs> yo, he just pulled out some cards out of his mouth, y'all. Like, what? that's fire.
3: Yeah. What so a lot of my girl? work is instantaneous. And, um, you know, one of the biggest things I try to do is surprise with my magic. So when I'm walking around doing close up <laughs> magic at weddings, it's stuff like that. And some of the stuff uh, that you saw in the virtual magic show as well, Corey. So, you know, um, I read minds and, you know, I guess things from like people's childhoods that, no one could have possibly known. Uh, So those are some of the examples of the stuff I do. And and yeah.
2: That is absolutely insane. I wasn't expecting that one. I wasn't expecting that absolutely at all. You should have seen Jay's face. He was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. That was absolutely insane. So obviously we've gone over, you do magic and you also MC weddings. What has been the most fulfilling part of your career? What do you look forward to every single day you wake up when it comes to your work?
3: Yeah, I think it's just really connecting with people. And, you know, for weddings, which is a lot of my work now, a majority of my work, I would say, like this is for a lot of couples, like the biggest day of their life, right? And so for me to be a small part of that is is quite an honor. Like, you know, there's seven, eight billion people on the planet and they could have chosen anybody to be the person that is going to be, you know, taking their reception through this roller coaster ride. And they chose me. So it's it's an honor. It's a privilege. And I really look forward to that because you know one of these days i hope i hope i have the pleasure for performing for the three of you at a wedding someday and you can see exactly I what i do up. but I was yeah like, it is like 20,
2: 10 years 15 years from now Durgis Bay featuring
3: <laughs> You know, what? when you're ready, I heard I couldn't see, but I heard um, just from what you said, Corey, that when I did the card thing just now, you know, Jay's mouth job maybe dropped and I couldn't see him. He was off camera. But like I love seeing that in real life. And I love having like when we're at a wedding, you know, there's professional photographers, videographers, you're capturing all of this on on footage and we're turning those uh moments into memories that are going to last a lifetime right so i hope one day if and when you guys are ready that i'll have the uh you know pleasure of hosting a event for for somebody you could be in the audience it could be for you but one day i hope uh you know we get to do that
2: i would love that i <laughs> mark my words right now on this call january 18th it's, it'll happen So I have another question for you. Obviously, you've become very, very successful. You've worked with so many big companies, Toyota, Amazon, Facebook. Like those are huge companies that we see on a daily basis. Did you ever believe that you would make it to this point in your career? Did you ever think you'd be as successful as you are today?
3: Yeah, you know, I I don't. The truth is I don't think so. And it's it's only because, you know, this magic, Thing started as a hobby like I didn't see myself actually actually performing for a living and and performing for companies and all this but you know like I said there was this domino effect that just kept getting um triggered that eventually got me here so it's been a blessing and I've been loving every moment of it
0: that really is great and it just goes to show you anything can happen in your life especially if you stick at it and what's for you is for you, honestly. What's
2: for you is for you. Facts, facts, facts.
0: But another question for you about your career, what is the most difficult part about being a wedding MC, being a magician on top of that? Like what really is something adversity you have to face?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I love the MC part, I love the magic part. But like with anything in life, if you're doing it for a living, there's also a lot more going on than just just the part that you love, just the fun stuff. Right. Um, I always say, like, I'm in show business and and what people, what my guests always see.
0: Oh, no, Um, we're losing you. I think we lost you, Dergie.
2: No. (laughs) Dergie. Maybe it's a magic maybe trick, it, guys.
0: Wait, maybe it is, actually. Maybe
2: no, he, no. What it's if he's going to pop up right here in the studio?
1: No, that ain't happening. No, that imagine happening. if he
2: popped That'd up. That would be actually very cool. Now, Dang. if that happened, I don't even know what I would think. I think I would freak out. So. What oh, so in the? Back. Yo, he's back. Yo, he's back. Yo. <laughs> no. Magic. Magic, Abba Kadabra,
3: abracadabra. <laughs> Am I <laughs> Am I still here? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, now? we can. Yeah, we can. We
2: can.
0: Did you? Did you?
3: Have Excellent. Anything? Sorry. I'm uh, <laughs> Now you good? We no, can hear you. There we go. There we go. Okay. Excellent. So, my uh, primary uh, uh, Zoom call dropped, and so I'm just dialing in for my backup from my cell phone. Um, and I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: it's all good. Uh, it's all good. I had just asked you about just the difficulties with your um, career paths, and you were saying how there are good times, you know, but also you can't just focus on the good times. There are also um, serious things. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I think you're asking about like challenges of my work. And what I'm trying to get at is at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm in show business. And a lot of the things that people see is the show, right? You get to see the actual magic show. You get to see um, the wedding MC work. But what you don't get to see is, the business and show business, right? Mm-hmm. And as much as I love performing magic, as much as uh, I love performing at weddings, there's an entire system set up behind the scenes to run the actual business. And, you know, I didn't get into magic to run a business. I got into magic because I love perf- And so to answer your question, you know, the business side of the things is, is maybe the more challenging or the more difficult side. But over the years, I've, I've learned to love that as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. I completely understand what you're saying. It's like you're putting something, like you said, it was your hobby, and now you're doing something you love for a living.
1: Yeah, and then, excuse me, Dirk, I got one more question. What advice do you have for, like, new generation of magicians and those that want to get in magician? What What advice do you have Give for those that want to be magicians?
3: Yeah, good question. For magic, you know, the truth is, if you wanted to learn magic, it's never been easier. You could go on YouTube right now and learn a trick in five minutes and be performing. It's never been easier, right? Uh, 15 years ago or 20 years ago, that that type of uh, resources just didn't exist. So to answer your question, um, you know, I would say just get started and, you know, uh, decent um, you know, card trick today is way better than a perfect card trick tomorrow, and that's actually true for so many things. You know, a lot of people, magic aside, a lot of people want to start new social media channels. They want to start new artwork. They want to start a new project. And my general advice is: get started today and put out mediocre content today, and do not have an uh, you know analysis paralysis. Um, And just think about, oh, like, if you're getting into social media, like, is my camera perfect? Is my lighting perfect? This and that. Just get it out there. And don't worry about being perfect. Just get it done. Because over time, you'll get better at, um, you know, whatever your art form is.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Durgi, for joining us today. We really appreciate you coming and taking the time to tell us about your career, about what you love about it, and also giving advice to those who not only want to pursue magic, but also just want to pursue anything that they have their mind set on. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. Yeah,
3: it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of
2: course. of course, thank you for joining us on WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. Mm-hmm. That magic trick, too, I'm never going to forget. That was absolutely insane. <laughs> I wish
0: we had a picture
2: of we were. It was recorded. Oh, I were a picture Yeah. Y'all took a picture
1: of me? I took you a picture in the frame. of
2: you. Nah, y'all good. Y'all <laughs> because good. that was crazy. That was absolutely insane. But once again, Durgie, thank you so, so much for joining us here on Wake Up Call. Guys, Wake Up Call will be back in five minutes after this music break. And guys, don't forget to tune in. For this next segment, we're gonna be diving all into college, everything related to just mental health here at college. And yes, we'll be right back after this break.
0: Welcome back to Wake Up Call. We just had an amazing interview with the cool magician who really had Jay with his mouth dropped. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Pulling
1: cars out his mouth and whatnot. But hey, that's that's a nice little trip. That's a nice little trick, you know.
0: No, it really that was. That was insane. Yeah. But right now, we're coming to you with some campus conversations. Let's talk uh, about it. We have some topics for you today that kind of more serious, especially for students our age. who mm-hmm. are just going through life right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. mental health, guys. Okay. Period. Let's, Let's talk about talk it. Let's talk about it. Especially around, you know, winter the days are shorter. Mm. It's getting darker earlier. It's cold, so you have to really stay inside. Um, we just want to—I don't know. I definitely want to plug Tuttleman, Tuttleman Counseling on campus. Shout outs to
1: them. Shout outs to them. And
0: also the Wellness Resource Center, who have done a lot and who are working towards helping students all over campus who just want to, you know, really get in touch with themselves and work on their mental health as well. So, I guess we can get, like, I don't know, kind of real right now. Like, have you guys ever, I don't know, just, especially during the season, just kind of felt, like, down, kind of felt stressed out, especially with classes starting up again? So, I don't know. I'll start with Jay. I about you,
1: Jay. I will say this. Back um in my early days, like, back when I was a freshman, I felt very, very much homesick because – even though I was enjoying my time at Temple, even though I was enjoying the people around me at Temple, I felt homesick because I'm always worrying about, is my family good? Is my mom good? My dad good? Is my sister good? How's my cat doing? How's my grandma doing? So... Cat. Of course. My boy Taz, but... Um, Your orange cat. <laughs> my orange tabby. But um, yeah, I would just always just feel very homesick. And sometimes, you know, it would, it would get tough. It would get tough. But... As long as I had those conversations with them, those weekly conversations, those um, interactions, those talks, I knew I was in a safe place. I knew I was doing fine. I'm on my own, really, for the first time. So the fact that I have that support not only at Temple, but also back at home as well, you know, is a gratifying feeling. And sometimes it it gets tough, but you got to learn to fight through it.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, Corey? I would definitely say that mental health has been – Maybe at its worst since I've been at school. Only because, for me, I'm very much a home body. Mm. And to me, home, home is where the heart is. That's my <laughs> family. You know, just being in their presence. And I'll tell them all the time, like, we don't even need to be talking while I'm at the house. But just knowing that I can just run to your room, run to the office, and you're there. Like, I could be on FaceTime with my parents and say no words. But just having you here, yeah. it's comforting to me. So, being away from them in a whole new state, a whole new city, where life is just completely different, that first month or two was awful. Yeah. Like, awful. I really had fun. I met a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But after that, I just kind of got bored of doing the same old thing. And it's like, I really miss my home. Then small things like not walking barefoot. You know, I know even in the dorms, like, you can walk barefoot, I guess, if you wanted to. But, like, walking barefoot in my shower is something I'm not. Not used to. You know what I'm saying? So not being able to do that was a whole thing for me. Not being able to get in the car and drive, like, that was a a de-stressor for me. Mm -hmm. So my mental health, I think, was definitely at its worst. And then I would also just get bored. And so for me, y'all know I have anxiety. So, like, not doing anything would cause me more anxiety because it was like I was just forced to sit and do nothing. And for me, doing nothing is just means stress. So I would be in the dorm. I don't party. And y'all know that. Like I don't like to go right. outside like that. I'll go downtown, I'll hang out with my friends, but I'm not going out and partying. So everyone's outside partying, I'm literally in my room watching YouTube or hanging out with some of my friends that don't party. I just got bored. And so I was forced to just ruminate in my thoughts and like my stresses and my anxiety. And with with me like I will always find something to stress about. Like I don't nothing absolutely nothing could be going on, but I would Think about something to stress about. I could be in the middle of a beach on a week-long vacation before, like months before school starts, but I'm thinking about, okay, I have to go to college in a few months. What all stuff do I need? I have absolutely no reason to do that. So here at school, I'm thinking, okay, what should I do tomorrow? How can I get my homework done? So I was always just thinking. So that's why this semester I was like, let me get more active, more involved, so I can avoid those situations to prevent me from just stressing about random things.
0: No, I completely agree with you, Corey, with that. I find myself, because I also have um, anxiety and depression, so I find it kind of easier to just have my something to do, always, like, something to do, whether it's with wake-up call, whether it's with the show I um, work on, whether it's doing homework and through all, all hours of the night just to not be alone with my thoughts or to just, I don't know, you know, during break, like you said. I could be chilling. I could be with my cat. I could be just relaxing. You and these cats. I promise <laughs> there you. We go. My wake-up
2: crew, guys. There we my go. My wake-up crew,
0: Rachel and you two. Like,
2: Skull. I, have three
1: dogs too. I have three Join dogs the gang. Too. So so you two, join you the you gang. You have a
0: zoo. I have, actually, we have six dogs right now. but What? And yeah. how many cats? One cat. We did have two, but one passed away. Uh-huh. Well, May God
1: whatever. bless his, his or her. her. God bless Man, her. She,
0: oh, she was my age. Oh, so,
2: yeah. uh, that's... that's... <laughs> in cat years
1: no in cat years like she's
0: what 20 yeah but she yeah an elder but um Yeah. yeah with that like just chilling i could find anything to stress about it's bad it's insane because you're so used to going 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 that when you actually stop and relax it's this is weird this is uncomfortable it's like a shock it's awful like mental health issues anxiety
2: I don't think I've never dealt with depression, but I can only imagine how bad it is. Especially having them both together, so like it's bad, and it's the struggle is real. And I feel like our generation and people in general are so quick to just not talk about it, even though it's something. If you were to really ask, I mean, this is not a stat. I don't know the stats, but I think if you were to be in a room with twenty people, I would assume ninety percent of them struggle with anxiety or depression or something a lot of people hide it like I've had anxiety attacks in public I promise you no one would know heck I've had one while I was at the radio station and I don't think anyone knew like I know I was with Rachel that day I think she didn't know but like you know it's easy to sometimes to just hide it you know so I think a lot of people hide it but I think a lot of people struggle with it so I think it's super important to have conversations with people that actually have it so you don't feel alone like I know for me when I have my anxiety attacks or whatever it may be, I always get the feeling like no one understands what I'm going through. No one understands how bad this is in the moment. No one understands just anxiety in general. So, knowing that, for example, knowing you have it, it sucks, but it's, it's comforting to know someone else understands what I'm going through. Maybe different symptoms, maybe different things, but at the end of the day, the struggle is real. Like, I understand yeah, yeah. you, maybe not to the same degree, everyone is different, but like, I can sympathize with you because I know what it's like to have anxiety. Like, girl, I know you're going through. So it's good to have people like that that I think you can connect with. And like you said earlier, there's a bunch of resources here at Temple mm-hmm. that you guys should definitely take advantage of. It's free, too. So, like, yeah. take advantage of the free things.
0: Honestly, yeah. Your tuition dollars, so it's not. It's free. It's free when you go. Your tuition dollars, long story short, are paying for these services. So take advantage of it. Take advantage of it while you're here because you can really benefit Temple you know, has done a great amount to really help students with this, especially after COVID, especially after COVID. Um, So yeah, you never know what someone's going through also, so always be kind as well. Um, But as Temple students, as students in general, we feel a lot of pressures. So what are some like pressures that you have felt, um, whether that be academics uh, know, social pressures or even with extracurriculars
1: you know the pressures that I talked about right mm-hmm. I think one pressure that I have is not really like classes because I just want to pass the cl- class, but the pressure is just doing my best at whatever I'm doing. That's where the pressure is at because whether it be radio, TV, writing, whatever the case may may be, I have to be the best I can be at all times so that I don't mess up, so that I don't, you know, have these problems where I don't know what I want to do or I don't know what I'm going to feel, how I'm going to say it, you know? So it's like the pressure's on for me to have a successful pre-career to the career so that i can be successful i can thrive i can um help my family out i can get an apartment i can get a job i can do x y and z but it all starts here it all starts here right here right now and you know like i said randy we talked about it we're moving forward we're not going backwards so as long as i'm moving forward and being the best me i can be each and every single day the pressure's always on it just depends on how i want to how i want to Employ that pressure.
0: Yeah, it's how you handle it. Exactly.
2: I think for me, similar to Jay, like, how can I take full advantage of college to get to where I want to be? And especially being a freshman where a lot of options and things are limited, like, I can't do a lot of internships, a lot of jobs because I'm just too young. So figuring out how can I still get to where I want to be? I know mm-hmm. but like jobs offers, mm-hmm. rings, like internship offerings. Of I'm they off they're offered to juniors, seniors, sophomores. Barely sophomores. Yeah, barely barely sophomores, sophomores. But more than freshmen. Yeah. Like yeah. freshmen was never on the list. So figuring out how can I still be doing something to work towards my goals, mm-hmm. even though my age prohibits it in some ways. And then I think also just for now, especially with this asynchronous course that I'm doing, which is all of my classes except two. One is virtual, one is in person. It's nice, but I didn't realize it was like this. And me, like, my brain is, like, all over the place. Mm-hmm. ADHD people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm always, like, thinking about so many things. And so it's, to me, it's like, how can I stay on top of all this work without being burnt out? I think I made a schedule now, which okay. is good. But just figuring out that's like, how to manage all of the work and then balancing social life, school, radio, and everything I'm involved in is definitely
0: It's really, it's honestly really great to, you know, take care of yourself. And also, yes, the pressure is on to be the best you can be, like you said, Jay, but also just making sure to remember to take care of yourself and to give yourself some leeway because you will mess up sometimes, but it doesn't mean you have to, you know, just freak out about it or let go, like come off the gas pedal. No, you can still be you and be on your grind. Just Mm -hmm. give yourself some leeway to fail, get back up and do it again. So I thank you guys for opening up like that. It was a really nice conversation.